Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How's it going, King? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Good. I I realised listening back to a few of our podcasts, I say fantastic a lot, <laughs> and I don't care. It's almost a catchphrase. I do not care. I'm fantastic. You can do whatever you like, King. You're the King. That's it. That's it. And we've had a week three. We have. It we happened. Have. Another enjoyable one. I know. I told you we're getting spoiled. And we are. And we're being... One day the bubble's going to burst. I hope not. I hope <laughs> not. I've got a good feeling. Hopefully not this weekend, because we're there live. We are. We're going to London to watch the Jags and the Colts square off at two terrible teams this season. Um, yeah. Had to go there, did you? You know that the Colts beat my team this week. <laughs> Hey, hey, we all we all took some poundings this week. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, so we're going to start, of course, with the King's Pick of the Week. So, King, what are we going for this time? Patriots oh, again? Or? Patri- no, no Patriots this no time. No Patriots this time, all right. No, no. I am going to go with the Denver Broncos Okay. versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, The Cincinnati okay. Bengals, yeah. All right, so uh, what caught your eye on this game then? Apart from the the scoreline, well, the, well twenty nine to seventeen. Twenty nine to seventeen. Yeah, the Denver Denver Broncos remain unbeaten, undefeated for the season, uh, with Trevor Simeon, the Northwestern yeah. alumni. Yes, at quarterback. Did anyone see this coming? I don't know, but do you think John Elway saw it game coming? I think he did. Did you see his tweet this week? No, been, I know he retweeted someone that said it was a waste of a pick. Yeah, he's been sitting on that tweet for about <laughs> 18 months. Finally, he's able, yeah. able to rebuff the guy. But um, just really impressed with, with Denver. Did we write them off too quick? Potentially. You know, it, ultimately, last year they had poor quarterback play. And if anything, Trevor Simeon is, is outperforming the quarterback play they had last year. Well, I can tell you, King, that no quarterback for the Broncos last year got four touchdowns passing. No, they absolutely did not. I checked. I to make sure, because I only talk about facts apart from when I get it wrong. Absolutely, absolutely. No fact checks needed. Four um, passing touchdowns. He did. Awesome. Thanks for reading off my bits. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at your paper. <laughs> three, 312 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's you know pretty impressive stats for Simeon. Um, but one thing that really caught my eye was the NFL released um, a stat a few days ago. And... You it's, love a stat. I do love a stat. QBs against the Denver defense last five games. <laughs> oh, here we go. You ready for this? <laughs> Andy Dalton, obviously this week, zero touchdowns, one interception. Yep. Andrew Luck, one touchdown, one interception. Cam Newton, one touchdown, one interception. Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, zero touchdowns, one interception. And Brady, Tom Brady, one, touchdown, Brady. one touchdown, two interceptions. So for those of you who are keeping count, Three touchdowns and six interceptions over the last five games. Yeah, slim pickings for a quarterback. It so. just shows how dominant that defense is. And when Simeon steps up and and plays the way he did this week, clearly they um you know they let him off the leash somewhat this in this game. They let him throw mm-hmm. a couple of deep balls, which although slightly underthrown, was still caught. Uh, he's still giving you know his wide receivers the opportunity to do it. And I think they'll they'll probably pleased with that because it's been a very dink and dunk approach to their offense the first few weeks but they've clearly got confidence in Simeon which is which is great to see because he's he's done nothing but perform you know within the confines of the offense in the first few games but 
Mm-hmm. If he can, if he can let loose like that, I, d- I don't expect him to be throwing for over three hundred yards and four touchdowns every week. But no, if he can get to around the three hundred yard marker and a couple of TDs and and be safe for the ball, which he has been bar week one, he um they they could be really really dangerous the Broncos, and they look like one of the strongest teams in their division, if not conference. So mm. from that standpoint, you know we could be looking at. You know, certainly them as a contender later on in the season, they're starting to starting to hit the ground running, which is good. And that that defense, as we just shown, they're not none of those quarterbacks really are scrubs. I know Dalton's got his question marks, but you know, and luck. Yeah, it ain't the Hoyer, is it? Or, it's, yeah, it's not or Sanchez. It's, they're, against them. they're not the bottom. You know, they're they're sort of top half um, of the league when it comes to quarterback play. Certainly, Brady and and Newton. Are right near the top, luck potentially depending on what day of the week it is, mm-hmm. and and Dalton's a middle of the road kind of guy, but they're not they're not scrubs that they're performing, uh, you know, they're having those performances against. That's it's hugely impressive, and if they can if they can limit if they can limit those quarterbacks, they can do it with anyone. Um, Bengals made a lot of inroads last year, but they're not having a good start to this season, are they? No, they're not. They um they actually had a, a you know a couple of really good performances. Um, Jeremy Hill had a strong performance, ninety seven yards and two touchdowns. AJ Green did what AJ Green does, but this is the issue. You're starting to notice that they've lost those wide receivers over the summer. You know, not uh, having Jones and Sanu. Jones and Sanu, and, and Jones is sort of emerging as a as as one of the elite wide receivers over at the Lions so far this season. So, and also the fact that Tyler Eifert's out injured at the moment. He's you know he's a dynamic threat when it comes to certainly in the red zone. Uh, I think he led the league for most of the season, if not the whole season. I, I haven't double checked that, but. Mm-hmm. Last year, at one point, he was certainly leading the league in touchdowns. Um, so, from from that standpoint, they're really starting to notice that you know there's some inadequacies from their from their wide receiver group, and and AJ Green sort of left on his own to to fill the void. Sadly, well, they're one and two, and if it wasn't for a, a one point squeaker in week one against the Jets, they would mm. be zero and three right now. Yeah, and they're not they're not. But the problem is they're not playing that badly. They're just you know they're 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 just getting. They're not quite as good as the likes of of Denver. Their front seven caused loads of pressure on Simeon, um, but their back end, sort of mainly Patman Jones, if I'm honest, was was getting absolutely torched. And you know it's going to happen. They've got two elite receivers in in Sanders and and Demarius Thomas, and now you're starting to sort of feed those guys. And you know they've been uh, they've been kept on the back burners for a couple of weeks. They're probably yeah, you know at least they've embraced it and and sort of made their case to, to the offensive coordinator to, to maybe open up a bit more moving forward. Definitely the first time I've seen Simeon uh, throw out more than 15 yards. He did it twice. It seemed to uh, get Thomas twice on two deep balls. Yeah, I think he had two balls of over 50 yards and one of 21 yards, which is three over Crazy. 20. But he, uh, yeah, not not he hadn't been doing that in previous weeks. That's the first no. time I've, I've really seen him open up. The, the ones, like I said, to Sanders and Thomas over the top were... You know, were, were were well thrown, but well slightly underthrown, but still catchable balls. Clearly, but um, it's good to we've, see. Got, we've got three very good uh, rookie quarterbacks come through this year. Yeah, I, I yeah, I agree. I would constitute Simeon as a rookie, but yeah. I, don't, I think I know because you don't of the class one Oxwider as less than the four year quarterback, but but he's played seven games. <laughs> he's played Simeon played one snap, and and unfortunately yeah, that doesn't count. that means he doesn't count as a rookie. Doesn't shouldn't count really. It shouldn't that. count. No, he is. He took in, a knee against in my side. mind, he is a rookie that sat out his first season. So yeah. he, um, yeah, he's very impressive. We're, we're sort of there's there's a you know there's this thing where these lower lower level draft picks 
quarterbacks are coming in and, and really performing. And, and to some extent, certainly from a Rams perspective, they're probably pulling their hair out going, we've got the first selection <laughs> and ours is the only one that's, well, he's not in the field, but you know, isn't, isn't putting our team in a position to win games, which the others are. So I just thought it was really interesting, that stat around quarterbacks that, are, you know, what's happening when they play against the Denver defense, which is absolutely phenomenal. They, pr- they proved that throughout the playoffs last year and, they're they're proving it now, and I I just thought we slept on on Denver being a contender based on maybe Peyton Manning's name alone. Just sort of mm. you know, no one. There's not they a hype squeaked around a lot of games. They squeaked a lot, so it's a bit a little bit unnerving for the start of this season that yeah. now they've got a quarterback who's actually starting to sling it. Yeah, yeah, but seems to be protecting it. If he can, yeah, no, he, he, he doesn't. He doesn't need to do if you know if he's throwing over three hundred yards, but only has to throw over twenty yards three times. Mm-hmm. You know, in in theory, he shouldn't turn the ball over that that many times. But it's um it's exciting times once again for the Denver t- Denver Broncos fans. Oh, damn it! Yeah, and Elway's you know reaping the benefits of a a, a late round draft selection. So what about uh, your boy Devonte Booker? Four carries for eight yards. They had. They just had. It wouldn't matter who was running the ball if they had Adrian, a healthy Adrian Peterson from four years ago. They um they wouldn't have ran the ball. That front set. That's what I mean. The 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 Cincinnati Bengals are actually playing playing decent football. They put seventeen points up against the best defense in the league. Mm. Um, and they you know they were dominant stopping the run, uh, which is why I think partly the reason why Simeon had to throw as many balls as he did. So, well, I don't think it was necessarily Booker. I think Anderson had issues rushing the ball as well. Yeah, he's got time. I'm not not um, denigrating. No, 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 absolutely. No, you're you're, you're, cool. you're right to point that out. But I think it's um, it it was just not a day for for running backs for Denver. Was for Jeremy Hill though. He had a good game. Two he touchdowns. T- he did two touchdowns, ninety-seven yards, as, as we said. But uh, yeah, he looked he looked fantastic. He just looked like he's been shot out of a cannon every time he, <laughs> uh, you know, every time he uh, left the line of scrimmage. It was really impressive. Um, and sort of a, a nice, him and uh, I think it was uh, Ward in the end zone clattered with each other and, and Hill just turned around and picked him up. No shouting or, or getting anyone's no. face. That was um, that was nice to see as well. Okay. But just an interesting game. I just wanted to talk about the Denver defence because I thought they were awesome. <laughs> I talked oh, about the fine. Vikings defence. You love now talked about the defence. Ve- Almost as much as a stat. I love both of those things equally. <laughs> I could not possibly choose. Is there anything else you want to say, King, on that game? Or are we okay to move on? That was it. We're all right to move on. Excellent. Well, let's take a break. Back for part two. Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. Part one, we've just heard about the Broncos and the Bengals from the King. So now it's time for me to just give my pick of the week. And for my pick, King, I've gone for the Arizona Cardinals against the Buffalo Bills. The Cardinals versus the Bills, yep. okay. The Cardinals, who, after laying a smackdown on the Bucks last week. Yeah, they did. With a 40-7 to victory. Uh, laid an egg on this one. Uh, it was 18-33, to and to be honest, it wasn't really very close. No. Um, so I was watching this game primarily because I wanted to see what the Bills were going to be like this year. Okay, yep. Um, because they've had... Two quite tight games. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost to the Ravens seven thirteen. They lost to the Jets thirty seven thirty one. But it's one score games, um, and they were quite up and down last year as well. So I thought, well, this is actually going to be quite a big. T- this is probably the hardest game for them 
Well, it should have been anyway. Well, so far, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it should have been. Um, but the cards aren't playing very well this year. I think that Bucks is almost an, anal- an anomaly. Yeah, we'll talk about it's up easy and down. For me to say, talk but... about up and down, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we mentioned the bills like that, but the the cards have uh, you know are certainly taken the biscuit so far this season. Yeah, and I really liked what Tyrod Taylor did in this game. Um, stats, I know you're not going to be too impressed because he only did 119 yards, uh, no touchdowns through the air, mm-hmm. one interception, but he did run for 76 yards and score a touchdown on the ground. Yeah, so he wasn't he was actually pretty good. I liked him moving about. He was getting out of the pocket and. Making throws, 14 out of 25 completed. Um, on the other side, though, I've got a bit of a problem with this, Carson. Okay. We've mentioned Palmer before, and we said he wasn't a closer. And he made some bonehead plays in this game. Uh, he did 287 yards, no touchdowns, and four interceptions, all of which came in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And Wait, I know th- that they were going for it in the fourth quarter, but these weren't even contested balls. All right. No. These weren't a 50-50 who was going to come down with it. They were pretty blatant in in the way that it just it was just straight to a Bills player. Yeah, they yeah. And they were being run back the other way. Yeah, they were they were catchable balls for the opposing team. Very clearly, yeah. Yeah. And also in the uh the joke of the week for the cards, they had a, a field goal attempt. And it went straight over the punter missed it. Kicker couldn't land on it, and it went straight back for another one. So that yeah. counts actually as five for the team. Well, I think they've, I think they've, uh, they've clearly signed the Miami Dolphins centre. <laughs> yeah, it's high snap from last season. Yeah, it's not a long snap. Yeah, Pouncey's now playing for the Cardinals. Apparently, yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know what it is with Palmer because he's definitely got the experience, but he doesn't ever seem to learn his lessons. No, and it was pretty evident in this that. You know, apart from David Johnson, there's not much going on for the cards. Well, their defense is still stout. Defense, it's all right. It's still but... stout. They had a safety, and and that interse- that one interception you mentioned, Tyra Taylor threw. Yes. Any other player well, on Peterson. any other team that yeah. would not be an interception. That well, was a beautiful catch. Oh, there it was by amazing. Peterson, one-handed. It's amazing. Down the line, but apart from that, you know, it's and you've got Larry Fitzgerald there, who is the safest pair of hands I've ever seen. Mm. Um, he will, he will come down with it every time. It's it's kind of unnerving, really. It is. He did one thing. I did notice. It's n- nothing's been released. This is my me purely speculating. Was mm. a couple of times I saw close ups of Fitzgerald after he caught he caught an out ball, which is a really nice diving catch to yep. to get a third down. Um, and it looked as if he was grimacing. And I don't know. He's that kind of guy who I don't think would want the press to come in and ask him questions about injuries. But that was a face to me of someone who had, clearly was in pain, and it didn't look like it was a new thing. It looked like a lingering injury. Not so his I, age, yeah. Cause... I I think potentially he was. He's a little bit crocked, and and he's mm-hmm. you know still still they're better off with him on the field, and he's not got long left. So I don't think he's worried about you know he's he's not worried about sort of playing injured. But I wonder if that was a factor because he certainly didn't get the same amount of targets as he's he was used to over the well, over the last sort of ten years, really. Yeah. Well, he used to be the the out option didn't he mm. um, and clearly over the years he's lost a step or two so now he's had to go slot yeah and but still that, one of the best slots in the, in the league that, yeah but that receiving course seems to have regressed from last year John Brown has been injured a lot so he's not really a factor at the moment no uh, you've got Michael Floyd who you know he's, he's good over the middle but he's not getting deep either no there's no one really stretching that field no 
And no. so, apart from David Johnson, who is the one bright spark there, it's it's leading to these situations. And I, I don't think you can trust uh, Carson to, to get you over the hump. No, and we talked about how, in the in the previous segment, about Simeon. You know, only three passes over 20 yards, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he's safe with the ball. Yep. You still, you know, players like... Demarius Thomas and Fitzgerald are going to get you yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't necessarily need to force it into these windows down the field. No, and, and you know it seems to me they're creating problems because they've also got a fantastic defense. And I know that they had issues today with Tyrod Taylor, but that guy is—he's an—you uh, know—he's an enigma. You you can never quite know whether he's going to—you know—he might blow up like he did this week yep. and then he might just be completely inconspicuous the next week same as the Bills in, in yeah, general in, absolutely and he's you know he's you know he's the perfect sort of image for, for what their team is at the moment until they really find themselves but he's quite difficult to game plan for Tyra Taylor because he's also not been playing that long yeah um, and you know so it's kind of, it, you can kind of understand why they were able to put points up one of those, as you said, came from that um, special teams error where they ran the field goal back. Mm-hmm. So some of the stats are slightly inflated from the Bills' standpoint, but they they are strong in that area. Defensively, they are strong. You don't need to. You're creating your own issues. It seems to me they were close to going in my Trojan wins because you you can't you can't look at that now as a Bills fan and go, oh well, our season started. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're going to have so many more downs and mm. a very few ups. Yeah. So it's kind of feast or famine. But as a team, team, you can look at that as a catalyst to try and push your season on. But mm-hmm. you can't, as you said, you can't go, right, well, we've made it now. Yeah. This is what, this is our identity. Beating that Cards team, if you beat them last year, that would have been a real achievement. Yeah. But this year, I don't think it's the same. And I think that when you can't throw four interceptions and still win a game. No. No. And I think that's that's got to be on Carson Palmer. Well, it has, especially when your defense, if your defense gets a pick, has a couple of sacks and, and also gets a safety mm-hmm. your defense is probably looking at looking at the scoreline going right you know we've st- from a statistics standpoint we've had a really solid game on on defense yeah problem was our quarterback three four interceptions <laughs> kept giving them short fields Killing and us. our long snappers creating t- <laughs> touchdown throws the other way so no tough tough loss for the the cardinals defense for sure yeah but it does bring us on to a different carson oh i thought well as much as i don't want to talk about this King, okay I think we should really talk about the other Carson in the league. The tale of two Carsons. It is a tale of two Carsons. Yep. And Carson Wentz. I, I want to hear your opinion on this, boy. Because we're hearing a lot of opinions. We are. He looks very good. He looks very good. I'm I'm not willing to sort of put him in a... You know, it, it sort of pigeonhole him with some of the elite quarterbacks at the moment because it's a very, very small sort, sample size. Um, but he is has been hugely impressive. You know, I I do not know how you stop him at the moment. Um, It's really difficult to see where his weakness is. One thing I liked about him was his... I know it's a bit of a strange stat, but just to show you, sort of express how good he is, the highest rated quarterback ever is Aaron Rodgers with 106 quarterback rating. Mm -hmm. And cut off for a career. Carson went so far in his three games has 116 quarterback rating when not pressured. Right. But the problem is, he has a 135 quarterback rating <laughs> when pressured. Wow, okay. That's scary good. Yeah. That's frightening. He had a fantastic play where, you know, pressure in the pocket, was was moving around, extending the play, realised he couldn't stay in the pocket, it was collapsing around him, and slipped out to the right and, and threw a dart 
to Darren Sproles, which ended up being a 72-yard touchdown. Yeah. And you could see his, you know, his maturity where he could have tried to run, maybe get mm-hmm. get a few yards. It's all on me, yeah. Yeah, he ran across the line of scrimmage, didn't break the plane, so he's still able to throw the ball. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're down the other end, seven points on the board. And that, to me, was hugely impressive because he's not played at an elite level in college. Um, you know, he played one double A, which is below Division One football. Um, so he's not played. You know, he he's a national champion from that perspective, but he's not been playing some of the the highly ranked BCS teams. So it was difficult to to make an evaluation and see how he would come into the league. One thing I do have a question about, which is kind of the, down the Trevis, Trevor Simeon route, which is it is still to some extent dink, uh, dink and dunk. I think he's in the bottom ten. When it comes to yards per catch mm-hmm. uh, or yards per throw, sorry, um, and 227 of his 307 yards this weekend were after the catch. Yep. Um, so part of me thinks, right, well, you know, he's got some playmakers that are doing a lot for him. The other thing, though, is that is a skill to throw balls that are catchable that you can then, you know, you can make strides and, and your players can then run with the ball and try and create. Yeah, you know, check, checking down is an, is an essential part of the game, yeah. especially for a rookie. Yeah, yeah, and just putting the ball in places where your you know your wide receivers can catch it, stay on their feet, turn, and, and and sort of make someone miss immediately. A lot of people put it right into someone's chest, so actually they then they then got to embrace, and then normally they're tackled That's the by end that of the point. Play, yeah. But if you've got it so they're reaching and it's actually in the direction they're moving or direction that they they can cut to, I do think that is a skill. So part of me worries that you know he's he's sort of. There's limitations around the playbook at the moment, but he's showing signs that he he could be a dynamic player, and he's and he's athletic. Yeah, I think the thing that's, that steps out really easily when you're watching play is how cerebral he is, mm. and the fact that he's calling out defensive plays. Yeah, he is. Yeah, at the line, and he's yeah. adjusting to what he's seeing, mm. which you only really saw as a rookie from Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and probably Aaron Rodgers. Yep, to some extent. I mean, he had he had the advantage of sitting behind uh, Brett Favre for a few years to learn how to do that. Mm. But yeah, and Andrew Luck when he came in, he was able to very quickly understand what was coming at him in blitz blitz packages and mm-hmm. um, fake blitz. So they'd come off and in the coverage, he seems to be able to read that very quickly. Yeah, it's very it, clever guy. He is. It's, it's both, isn't it? It's, it's the whole from his standpoint. He's got both elements, which is crazy. He's got that pre and post snaps snap. Um, you know, mentality where he can. We talked about what he did, where he, you know he understood the pocket was collapsing and slipped out. Mm-hmm. So from a post steps snap standpoint, you know he's got the awareness. He's you know he's got the presence of mind to to slip out when needed and find open receivers. Mm-hmm. And like you said, his his recognition of of schemes, um, you know he's he's been given a license to to audible at the line of scrimmage, which which is rare certainly this this early in a rookie in, from a rookie standpoint. Um, all signs. Point north for this guy. He's he's looking incredible. Yeah, we're going to obviously keep the lid on it, but you know, it's nice to see a rookie come in and do well. It's nice seeing Dak Prescott doing really well as well. It's nice seeing Trevor Simeon playing well and playing above what people are expecting of them. Yeah, absolutely, and it's and and it's good from from an Eagles standpoint because they've been looking for the heir apparent from Donovan McNabb for a number of years now. Yeah, you know, they've they've had a load of people come in and fill the void. Some of them have been successful, albeit in small windows. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hope from you know to keep the league competitive, which is what we want ultimately. We want to mm-hmm. see a, a hugely entertaining, aggressive yeah. sort of um, style of play, and he appears to have all of those things. And we want you know we we don't want the same teams at the top every year. It's nice to see another team come up and do well. 
So well done, Carson Wentz. Yep. Chin up. Not Carson. so good, Carson yeah, Palmer. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, that was my pick of the week there, King. Fantastic. Thanks for bringing up Carson Wentz because you knew I wanted to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to talk about him. They do. Just get Bayless just trying to cause controversy as always, saying he's not going to make it and that kind of thing. That's, that's what he's paid to do. Skip Bayless. <laughs> All right, King. So it's time for us to go with our roundup of the rest of the games. Yeah. And of course, we're going to have to start with the Thursday night matchup, which was the Houston Texans at the New England Patriots. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Now, I don't think either of us are qualified to talk about the Patriots. No. Not after what happened last also, week. Also, don't think the Texans were there, were they? I don't think they turned up. There no. were there were people in blue, but... Yeah. 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 Um, so, we're going to have to get someone else to talk about this. And so, we're very happy that this is an exclusive now. It's the first time we've ever done it on the Jim and the King Airport podcast. Right. Is we've got someone on Skype. Oh, fantastic. We've, we've got our very own Patriots fan, our Patri Mark. Oh, Patri Mark is Mark, here. you there? I'm here. Hello, Hello, sir. Hello. You are a New England Patriots fan, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So we just need to ask you a couple of questions about this game. I mean, did, did you see the game or see the highlights of the game? Uh, I've seen the highlights of the game. Obviously, it's a nighttime game, so... Yeah, it was a late live, one. But yeah, I saw the highlights, yeah. <laughs> yeah, only highlights for you as well. I see they didn't, they didn't bother putting all the Texan scores. What happened uh, there? One or two throws by... Um, by uh, Texans quarterback, but uh, nothing too much on their side of the ball, no. So what's going on with your team then? Because I thought we put in uh, a ban for Brady so you'd lose a few games. Now, you know, don't you respect authority? Well, clearly what's... that was the intent. Um, I guess um, Bill didn't get the memo. <laughs> and um, I don't know, we just, we just keep winning. Um, it, and, and isn't it great? Well, it's all right for you, I suppose. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't feel so nice over on this side of the 31. Um no. So, okay, so you've had to put up with not only losing Brady for these four games, but also you lost Garoppolo, who was the uh, heir apparent. And now Brissett is a, a doubt to start the game, although we think he probably is going to this weekend against the Bills. Um, from what you've seen of these other two, what do you reckon? Well, I mean, Jimmy, I mean, going into the season, we thought Jimmy, well, I personally thought Jimmy would be all right. I mean, he'd actually been a bit better than I, th- I thought he would have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has had some game time um, against the Chiefs a couple of years ago. He played well there. Um, he tends to do quite well in the preseason. Uh, Brissett, uh, a complete unknown. So, obviously, going into the Houston game, um, bearing in mind he wouldn't have had the kind of reps Garoppolo did, that was a bit of a concern. But, um, no, I mean, I, I think he did okay. I don't, I don't think he won the game for us, but he certainly, you know, he, he did what he had to do. I mean, really, that was down to great special teams and defence. So it's it's early to say for him. But um, Garoppolo's an interesting one because he potentially is the, the heir apparent, as you say, but it really does depend how long Brady's going to stick around. Um, if it's two, three years, I don't think Garoppolo will stay. But if Brady kind of you know wins one more and calls it a day, he, he may well. I mean, so at the moment, you'd probably say uh, Garoppolo's the future, but, but who knows? Would you, just interesting, you mentioned about him potentially not staying around. Do you think... If you're offered a, a similar trade to the Vikings offered for for Sam Bradford, you know a, a, a first round draft pick, potentially a third conditional as well, would would yeah. you would you take that? Do you think if if you knew that that Brady was going to stick around for a couple of years? Well, it's interesting because Belichick doesn't tend to go for the first rounders; he tends to kind of go for the second and third. So he's not used to having them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we have them horrendously taken away for no reason. Um, so, um, it, it does depend. I mean, obviously, Brady's not going to go on forever, and you'd want someone 
whilst you're unlikely to get someone as good as Brady, you want someone who's good, and Garoppolo seems to fit the bill. So possibly not, because they, I mean, the, the kind of they do seem to kind of be able to fill the other positions with um with kind of low, lower round talent. So I, I think I'll try and hold on to him. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, what do you reckon then for the rest of the season, there, Mark? It's uh, it's looking pretty ominous, isn't it? Really, to be honest. For the rest of the league, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? This Too is supposed shame. to be a game, you know. Two teams turn up, not just one. It's, it's yeah, not fair. Um, well, I mean, we thought that last year. I mean, I mean, last year it was almost destiny that after all the Deflategate stuff, you know, they were going to win this, and Goodell was going to have to hand Brady the trophy. Um, but obviously, injuries play a part, don't they? And that really, yeah. I mean, injuries cost us home field last year, and ultimately, we just didn't quite have enough to get over the line. So. So it's it's looking good, but then there's there's a, there's a few teams, aren't there? I mean, we as we talk about the Vikings; they're looking good. The Eagles. Yeah, did you see the Eagles game? We're not talking about the Eagles game right now, Mark. <laughs> Come on, let's keep it civil. Come on, this is this is not why I brought you on here. <laughs> hey, these but, these yeah, are the so times. Well, you know, I I have adversity as as a fan of someone other than the Patriots. I know about you know not winning every game. Now. <laughs> Although, although I say that, but well, exactly. I think we we need to, yeah we need to clear this up because you're not a bandwagon rider, are you? How long how long have you been supporting the Patriots, Mike? Thirty years. Uh, first game of Super Bowl twenty when they played the Bears, Ooh. and I uh, kind of stuck with them ever since. So I, I've seen some some dark times. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I always give you a free pass because you've yeah. you've you've known things other than Belichick and Brady. I mean, just for. People that you know probably weren't alive uh, to know that back then. What was it like being a Patriots fan in the early days? Well, the, the first couple of years, I mean, obviously they lost the Super Bowl um, convincingly, and um, then the, the, the season after that it was actually quite exciting. They they had no running game; it was just all pass, pass, pass. Mm-hmm. They won, they won the division, got lost it. So that yeah, so that kind of if you like, kind of embedded the kind of the Patriot love, and then it kind of evaporated after that for about ten, twelve years. There was a couple of wild card. Um, appearances, but um, but then you know, once it's your team, it's your team. I mean, I I remember listening to Armed Forces Radio fading in and out about you know, eleven o'clock at night, just following, just desperate to know how they were getting on. It was so it didn't matter that they were rubbish. It was just, it was just I just loved it. So, Tell me about no, it. Not rubbish. I, I, it's better to be. Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm a Chargers fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his team's trying uh, to break up got, with him. They got there once, didn't they? Didn't, didn't do so well. No, no. And our third, well, what, the third overall pick's doing really well for us this season. <laughs> so overrated, those first round picks. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Mark. You're doing well with fantasy, though, aren't you? Uh, I, I am, I am. Thank you for bringing that up. Don't mention fantasy games. I played him this weekend. <laughs> Thank don't you for you... bringing that up. We'll talk about that. Look, we're going to have to cut this call off, I think, now. Mark, you've been a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you so much for coming on the Jim and the King NFL podcast. Hopefully we'll get you back on again soon, yeah? Pleasure, guys. Speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. He's lovely, isn't he? He is great. That was really nice to have him on, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much, Mark. So that's kind of talked about the the Patriots-Texans uh, blowout. Yeah. So let's move on to another unfortunate blowout. Can I yes. can I cut you off before we go No, there? no, we had a little, no. We had a little mention there, didn't we? Oh, God's sake. There was a fantasy match this week. Yeah. Huge game, wasn't there? Not really. Was it? Just another, just a regular season game. Was it Jim versus the <laughs> King in fantasy this week? Might have been. Who won, Jim? <laughs> no one won. Who won? It was a draw. Who won? 
Look, no one's interested about our fantasy Everyone's league. injured. The King won. King is unbeaten in the fantasy league. Top of the league. Jim. Who won it last year? I didn't play. <laughs> you were in it. I didn't play, mate. You took the level of involvement. Autodraft. Look, can we get on with can we get past this game, all right? Because yes, sorry. I was unfortunate enough to watch this game. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers scored three points and the Philadelphia Eagles scored 34. Now, we've talked about Carson Wentz. Yep. We've talked about uh, Darren Sproles having a bit of a party, didn't he? Darren Sproles, yeah. He ran all over you. But that hilarious. defense was... That was something else. Yeah, they, they pressured Ben for fun. Um... They had a few sacks on the day, but every single play they put, they were in the backfield causing issues. Mm-hmm. So that was the main reason you guys lost. You just couldn't get anything going on offense. And when we did try, Wheaton dropped three, including a, a touchdown. He did, yeah, he did. But Le'Veon Bell's back next week, mate. So Yeah, yeah. although we did seem to lose half of our defense to injuries in the first quarter, which didn't help at all. No, it didn't, but you still got hammered. Um, next game? <laughs> Okay, so the next game is your uh, your upset of the week, which was the Minnesota Vikings 22, the Carolina Panthers 10. And how lackadaisical did Cam Newton look in that pocket? He looked like a man running for his life, though. We talked about Roethlisberger a moment ago getting, mm. having pressure against him, but my God, did the Vikings cause some issues um, for him. But he, yeah, soon, it, I think it's one of those things, when he's got a loaded ton of pressure in his face, we saw that you know the the two most recent games against the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. he does not look like the same player he does genuinely look flustered um, and but a he's bit not used to it in that division though no nope, no nope. and that's a worry because ultimately the further you get in the playoffs the more likely you are to come up against a defense like Denver's or the Vikings and uh, you know I do worry sometimes from from a Carolina standpoint because in a couple of big games now I'm not saying this is the case because you know it, it's his his career still relatively young and he's not had a lot of opportunities in the postseason, but even going back to Auburn, you know, you expect the quarterback to be the MVP in the championship game, and it was Nick Fairley for Auburn that won the MVP, and yeah. when when they won the uh, when he won the national title, so he tends to, from what I've seen, as tends to underperform in, in in the really big games. Not that this was one, but also when he's got pressure in his face. Well, this was a big sighter for the NFC. It was, absolutely. absolutely. You know, it's one of those early early games in the season where you can sort of make a, a decision as to where each team's going to finish up. And, and the Vikings, even with all the injuries, showed that you know they are one of the elite teams at the moment. And Trey Wayne's got must have a taste for interceptions because he's got his second one ever uh, this weekend yep. as well. After Loves getting it. one last weekend. Loves it. He's addicted to it. Yeah, so hopefully he's cutting out some of those penalties which were ridiculous against the Packers. Absolutely. Uh, so, great win for the Vikings away. Fantastic win. Really good win for the Vikings. Uh, so then we've got the Denver... Jesus. Uh, oh, we've done the Denver Broncos. We have. They won. They did win. Yeah, we talked about that. So, underneath that is the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. They lost to the Green Bay Packers 27-34. Won that fixture last year. Couldn't get it done this time round. No, it's a game of two halves, really. They, um, the Packers walked all over the Lions in the first half. Mm-hmm. Lions decided to show up in the second half and, and made a game of it. Not helped probably by the fact that the Packers decided just to change their offense in the mm-hmm. second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jordy Nelson looked to, to have come back, which again, we, we keep saying we do not like injured players. We want everyone to be healthy. Yep. Really lovely to see him come back and and, pl- and play well. So yep. that's uh, that's good to see. Looks as if he's sort of got got a bit more of that, you know, got that first step back. So that's good. The Jags moved to 0-3 and they lost this week against the Baltimore Ravens. That was 19-17. to Had every chance to win this game. Yeah, they did. They did. And they just couldn't do it, could they? No. Talking to a team that just couldn't do it, the Cleveland Browns 
24 points. Miami got 30 in overtime. Yep. They can't close games, same as the Chargers. Um, but I do have my shout-out of the week. Go on. Is a Cleveland Brown player, because he played fantastically this week. Terrell Could it Pryor. Be Terrell Pryor? <laughs> it was Terrell Pryor. It absolutely the was. The list was huge. It was huge, yeah. 35 yards passing. Mm-hmm. 21 yards rushing and a touchdown and 144 yards receiving. You can't yeah. not shout that guy out this week. <laughs> he literally did everything for his team to yeah. put him, give him a chance to win. Yeah. And sadly, they could not close the deal. No. Another one that couldn't quite close the deal was the New York Giants. That was a squeaker with the Washington Redskins, 29-27. to 27. Could have gone either way. Yeah, it's frustrating because I picked the Giants. Um, you did pick the Giants. Yeah. It was an easy win as well. Yeah, it was... It, it was, it was it's just a strange game. Yeah. Really strange game. See the punting net beat uh, Odell Beckham? As yeah, well? he got beaten up. There's a lot of funny videos <laughs> online if you want to check those out. There's a Mortal Kombat one, which Is was that? my personal good, favourite. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a, it was a shootout that went either way. There's not a lot to, to sort of say about that game. No. One that wasn't a shootout was the Oakland Raiders 17, the Tennessee Titans 10. Yeah. Just not a good game, really. Tavius Murray had a decent game. That's about it. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, 18 points to Seattle Seahawks, 37. Yeah, and, a, and 14 of those were garbage time in, um, rushing touchdowns by Carlos Hyde. So they uh, they got trounced by the, the Seahawks. Uh, once again, Russell Wilson looks like he's cropped. So hopefully, I've heard it's only a sprained MCL mm. rather than a torn one. So he should be back in. They might rest him this week and, and sort of bring him back the week after. But I, uh, Boykin came on and did reasonably well. Begs the question, why do I leave Christian Michael on my bench? But, uh, yeah, you would have not won. I, I smashed won. you. <laughs> Did not smash you. Uh, LA Rams, 37 points. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 32 You picked the Bucks in this one. I did. What happened there? I did. And do you know what? And, and I said, in our, if you remember, in our buy and sell, I bought the Rams to score more than 12 points. You did. It's got 37 points. Yeah, you killed that one. The... Um, the interesting thing was I actually still believe the Bucks would have won had it not been for a, an hour and 20 minute hurricane warning <laughs> break. Because they were okay. on they were on fire. They were had they were had the momentum with them and that that break sort of it looked as if it took the wind out of their sails really and and they didn't have the you know they didn't have necessarily the same fight and 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 vigor when they came back from that break. So that was a bit frustrating but but a good game, a bit of a strange one with that Hugely long break, but the clouds look it looked horrible over there. Frank Gore's still alive and he helped the Colts to a win. He did. Twenty six to twenty two against your Chargers. Yeah, we can't close games, Jim. <laughs> no. We cannot we love getting in the lead and then we love losing that lead. <laughs> so that's about what yeah. I'm gonna say. Joey Bosa yeah. hopefully will play at some point in the season. Um Rivers looked under pressure a fair amount. It's difficult because you've also lost our best our best wide receiver, Antonio Gates. Didn't, I don't think he played or didn't catch a ball either one mm. and um, yeah and then Hunter Henry decided he, he was going to play handball when we were having a drive to, to come back last minute he decided to throw it to the other team on the halfway line with a minute left so uh, it could have been a real real close game right till the end but unfortunately late turnover from us throwing it away yeah uh, talking of throwing it away or to the other team more importantly uh, Ryan Fitzgerald did I say that right? No, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Damn it. Larry Sorry, Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> it might as well have been for all the throwing that was going on there. Yeah. Uh, another, was it four picks, I think, for the Kansas City Chiefs? Marcus Peters getting another two. 
24-3 win against the Jets that you said were going to win this game. Yeah, I thought they were going to. I didn't predict... I didn't I predict... Got, I got there in the end. I didn't <laughs> predict he was playing catch with the Kansas City Chiefs backs. <laughs> but, yeah, that was just outrageous. Eight turnovers in total. Yeah, six really. interceptions. Six for him, yeah, and yeah. it could have been a lot more. Could have been. wasn't, luckily for them. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he he was just atrocious. I can't I I can't factor in six interceptions. No, no, it's it's difficult to understand how that happens. Well, it's just a joke. He played rubbish. Yeah, someone that didn't play rubbish though was Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Thirty-one points for them, seventeen for the Bears. Yep. And Langford injured again. Langford's injured. Yeah. Um, Ezekiel Elliott had his breakout game, which which was you predicted. Yeah. yeah. So that was good. Dak Prescott threw his first career in, um, touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. Hasn't thrown an interception yet. Um, no. First career touchdown, so congrats to him. Yep. Uh, they they look like a decent team, the yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> their defense. Is, it was the Bears. Let's temper this. Yeah, we? their defense is still a bit porous. It you know it's allowing people to uh, to score on them, not necessarily at will, but probably with uh, you know a little bit too easy for for their defensive coordinator or um, Jerry Jones's liking. Um, not even going to mention Jason Garrett, but they've got some really nice young pieces. Yep. That Prescott looks great. Um, really keeping hold of the balls. Very, very, very similar stats to Carson Wentz so far this season. Yeah. And um, Ezekiel Elliott does look as special as, as people thought. Had a highlight hurdle play. Looks can catch out the backfield, which is rare for a lot of a lot of running backs coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did play wide receiver in uh, in high school, so that I think that's helped him from that standpoint. But yeah, they they do you know what? they look really really good. Very very nice young nucleus they've got. And the Monday night game, you smelt it, Matt Ryan and Drew Brees dealt it. It was a shootout. Mm-hmm. 45 points to Atlanta, 32 to New Orleans. You called it. I did. On the money. I did. Um, I, I stupidly, though, said I didn't think they'd be able to stop the Falcons throwing the ball. No. <laughs> I didn't predict. They couldn't also stop them running the ball either. No. Devontae no. Freeman looked great. And, yeah, he just, he, well, they could, he I didn't score that many touchdowns. No, Tevin Coleman keep nicking it off Coleman short nick- yardage. Yeah. He's supposed to be tearing fantasy players' yeah. uh, hair out but for that one. But Freeman was doing all the legwork, and he looked yeah. fantastic. And, yeah, both teams are terrible on defence. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mm. mean... I think you, they've got the second sack of the whole season, the Falcons this year, this week. Yeah. That's, that's a joke. That result took you to 8-8 eight and eight for the week. Yeah, it was a tough you know week. That? Tough was week. A t- tough week. A lot of close games again. I think <laughs> still I'm pushing for that three point either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, before we go on to the last section, which is you picking the games mm-hmm. for next week, I want to just throw in something that I didn't do last week. Oh. I know you're disappointed. Okay. But I didn't do it last week, but I've gotten back now. What is it? I've forgotten now. Probably over it. What is it? <laughs> Trojan wins. Trojan King. wins. My favorite. My Trojan segment. wins. Favorite. All segment. right. Yep. I picked out three teams that might have won the battle but didn't win the war as okay. far as I'm concerned. Okay, interesting. First one were the Baltimore Ravens against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The unbe- the undefeated. Undefeated, which Unde- is ridiculous. Yeah, you just hate them. I do hate them. <laughs> I, you're absolutely damn right. Yeah. Am I slating and biased? <laughs> you bet I am. Uh, Joe Flacco, zero touchdowns, two interceptions on this game. He did not play well, but he checks down, which is something that's important for quarterbacks. Touchdown or check down. Yep. Uh, you know, Terrence West got his maximum 45 yards. Steve Smith's 87 yards. You know, but they're 3-0 and because they faced the Bills and the Browns and now the Jags. This isn't a great 3-0 and uh, side here. No. And the Jags had every opportunity to win this game and they threw it away. It was so frustrating. They mm-hmm. had so many chances to win this game and they could not take any of them. No. Nope. 
but that doesn't mean the Ravens deserve to win. No, no. I don't think people are... Settle put- down, Ravens fans. People aren't putting them in the same um, conversation as, as the Patriots or no. the Vikings <laughs> or the Broncos, all of the other unbeaten teams. Yeah, just- unless Justin Oh, and the Ravens are points. undefeated as well. Yeah, exactly. No one's mentioned them and neither should they. Second Trojan win was, of course, the Miami Dolphins beating the Cleveland Browns in overtime. Yeah. Uh, it was the same Tannehill. You know, he throws interceptions in the first half. He can also thread the needle in the second half. Loves loves only playing a half, that guy. At Jarvis Landry, 120 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, he's tough to, to stop when he's got the ball in his hands. That guy is a yards after catch machine. He's, yeah, he's beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. And Kenyon Drake starting to get into it. Uh, 37 yards off nine carries. Called it. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I think it was Trojan is you mentioned it, your shout out of the week, Terrell Pryor. Those stats are insane. <laughs> no one does all three anymore. No. You know, I think look, it's the first time it's since like 1951, I think, was someone to have over yeah, 20 who's, yards who's, in three yeah. phases. You don't receive it as well as throw it and run it. So He's only um, been playing receiver one season. That's a joke. And they had it down. It was a missed field goal at the end as well. They mm. could have won it. And they missed the field goal, yeah. wide left. And that's what took it down the line. And it's the third string. And it's the third string quarterback. Cody Kessler didn't look terrible. No. No. He didn't look great, but it didn't have to look great. He no. just had to look all right. It's worrying though when your best wide receiver is also your best arguably your best quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't do everything, can he? No. Um yeah. And my last Trojan win are the Atlanta Falcons beating the New Orleans Saints. I agree with that. Yeah. Well it was a shootout, wasn't it? You know? It was and Matt Rowe. <laughs> You can't say that that was a great win when you, the opposition defence allowed Matt Ryan, who is basically a cheese string, to run for 23 yards on his own. You know, they gave up 360 yards, um, 115 pa- uh, that's passing, 115 rushing yards. The Saints are giving up 32 points a game on average already. Their defence is the worst in the league. Yeah. so And you... I feel really bad for Drew Brees because he's just signed an extension and probably could have gone somewhere else, done a whole Petty Manning and... Tried to join a contender for one last, last hurrah. He's certainly uh, slinging it uh, more than he did the last couple of seasons. He's mm. looking a bit more like the old Drew Brees, which is crazy because he's 38 now. And... I don't know what he is. He's old, though. Yeah. He's old. I mean, for he's a quarterback, old. he's old. Yeah. yeah, he's getting on. He's, you know, he should be winding down now. Um, but he seems to be having a, a late rush to the to score as many touchdowns as he can. Yeah. Um, the problem is, it's all coming round the back. and uh, Phrasing? <laughs> wow. Okay. You know he's he's throwing forwards and the defense is just letting it all back the other way. So um, it's like you said, you know, Julio Jones and Devonta Freeman were doing most of the legwork. Matt Ryan again looked shaky as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he's not elite. He's not. At one point, nope. it looked like he was nope. he was just off that pack, and he seems to have regressed consistently over the last couple of years. So if you've got sort of average to average at best quarterback play and one of the worst defences as well in the league. Yeah. They're not as bad as the Saints, but they're still pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, I agree that is also Trojan. Well, there you go. See, three non-controversial Trojan picks this week. There you go. Yeah, good pick. I could have picked more as well, but I thought, you know, I'll go with those three. Well, you probably should have done based, on your, on. based on your <laughs> lack of Trojan wins so last year. disappointed in me. I, I, I was. That's my favourite segment, Jim. <laughs> well, hopefully I've, uh, I've assuaged your uh, your feelings now. Yeah. All right, so we're going to have a break. We have to come back for part three. Welcome back to part three of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. 
So we've been for everything else, King. There's only one thing left to do, and that's to get your picks for the week four games. Yeah. You ready? No. Once again, I've not looked at the games. <laughs> I think this makes it the well, most Well, you know one of the games because we're going to go and watch it. Yep, this is true. This okay. is true. So the first thing we've got to look at is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Pittsburgh Steelers and the return of Le'Veon Bell. At Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really tough game to start with. <laughs> Sorry for that really long pause, everyone. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers at home. Right, those Steelers. Oh, they better not let me down again. <laughs> hey, uh, letting you down, letting me down. Uh, then the Miami Dolphins are heading to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. That's a really tough game. I'm going to yeah. go with Miami to upset Ooh. the Cincinnati Bengals. You sure? No. They took the take the Browns to overtime. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I'm sticking with it. All right, okay. I don't know why. Upset I, just, I just think Sue's going to come in and dominate Andy All right. Dalton. All right, so we're going to be here. So who's going to win this game, King? Is it going to be the 1-2 and two Indianapolis Colts? Or is it going to be the 0-3 oh Jacksonville Jaguars? This I have no idea. <laughs> they're both bad teams, and I keep picking the Jags, and they keep letting me down. Yeah. But since they're in London, mm-hmm. they're a home team from that standpoint. They are. And I'm gonna pick the Jags to win in London. Come on, Jacksonville, do it for the team. Come on, all your London supporters. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are going to Atlanta, and I'm gonna pick Carolina to bounce back. <laughs> They have okay. is- they have issues with defense that can create pass rush by only rushing four. Yeah, and the Atlanta Falcons can't create pass rush if they're rushing ten. No, and for that reason, Carolina is just going <laughs> to destroy them. Okay, okay. Uh, the Oakland Raiders heading to Baltimore to face the Ravens in the battle of the bad guys. Yeah, these are all really tough games again. I'm going to stick with the. Ravens to go stay four and zero. Ravens stay four and zero. The Oakland Ravens. Is Oakland it? Okay. Ravens. Yeah. Right. Then the Detroit Lions are heading to Chicago to face the Bears with no claws. I think that Detroit will beat Chicago. Chicago are woeful at the moment. Mm. The Tennessee Titans, talking of woeful, are heading to Houston to face the Texans, licking their wounds. Yeah, I think the Texans are, are going to have to step back at home. Um, embarrassing performance this week against the Patriots. Mm. Um, and the Titans, I'm not sold on just yet. They keep trying to run the ball when they're behind in games. They've got makes no much choice, really. But yeah, okay. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to face New England Patriots. So what are we going for in this one? Then? This is actually a really difficult game to pick. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. I, right. I think it is. But I'm going to go with the Patriots. But... <laughs> um, it's a really tough game to decide okay the Seattle Seahawks are heading to New York to face the Jets another tough game I'm going to go with Seattle again because <laughs> oh. they won for, they won for me this week and if Fitz has another game yeah. like he did this week yeah. against a better defence yeah that's a good point they're gonna, they are going to struggle the Jets <laughs> Talking of struggling, the Cleveland Browns are facing the Washington Redskins. Oh, what a rubbish game. Um, Redskins at home to beat the Browns. <laughs> Poor Cleveland. Yeah. All right, so the Broncos are going to face the Bucks. 
you've just been espousing this Denver defense and Trevor Simeon. Now I have, and I did, it. and it, do you know what? It worked this week because I picked the upset with the Vikings to win. You did, and I'm gonna pick Denver to beat Tampa Bay. <laughs> what an upset! No, not an upset. <laughs> just I'm I'm going with defense. Defense. All right. Defense. So then, all right, we've got defense here. The LA Rams are going to face the Arizona Cardinals. Will they get four picks? No, I don't think they'll get four picks. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. I'm not sold on them, but they are. I'm more sold on the on the sort of up and down Cardinals than I am the the lowly Rams at the moment. All right. And the New Orleans Saints against the San Diego Superchargers. I'm going to go with Chargers. He's <laughs> sticking with the home team. Yeah, if we could close, and it talked about Carson Palmer not closing earlier no, in the podcast. No. My God, can the Chargers not close anything? <laughs> um, but I feel like Rivers are just going to have a big day against a poor secondary that, that keep conceding a lot of points okay. and hope that our defence can step up and, and try and contain Drew Brees against his old team. Talking of not going to uh, stop points, the San Diego... Jeez. Uh, oh, I'm looking at you are completely wrong section. The San Francisco 49ers are hosting the Dallas Cowboys. I think that Dak Prescott is going to win again. <laughs> yeah, and the last game of the New York Giants against the Minnesota Vikings and that defense, that defense. <gasps> and I'm going with the Vikings. Thought you might. Yeah, sticking sticking with my strategy. That the new the home. Yeah, new home quarterback who's again had another week to immerse himself in the offense. Mm-hmm. And that defense with all those injuries, wow! Yeah, wow. Uh, the teams on by the Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's it for another Jim the King and NFL podcast. Are you happy with everything there, King? Said everything you needed to say. Well, I'm, I'm happy by the Chargers. <laughs> Chargers, <laughs> and I'm lost. happy by the Steelers. Well, there you go. Right. So overall, happier than we're not. And we're very happy. We're off to London. This weekend, yeah, very excited. So, if you're out there and you spot us, come say hello. Remember to catch us on Twitter at Jim and the King, um, and on YouTube. Our video will be up soon on all those picks. But until then, I've been Jim. That's been the King, and thanks so much for listening. Yeah.